Today on the ZabeCast, just when we thought that all sports were hot on the comeback trail, a wrinkle in the NBA's carefully crafted Disney World bubble. Welcome to Lord of the Flies, Seattle edition. Somebody get this disaster film for MTV. Notorious J.A.Y. has been freed from the paywall, so rejoice, you freeloaders. We talk defunding the popo, MLB's impasse, and checks notes, glory holes? Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Thursday, June 11, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Let's start with Grover. How are we doing on the baseball negotiations? Are we near or are we far? This is far! Players have come back with an 89-game proposal uh, at full proration. They could probably do that. Owner's likely to say no. And Rob Manfred on MLB Network and again on ESPN on Wednesday night said he believes there is a 100% chance there will be baseball this year. Of course, he may mean that we're going to force him to play. But that's what he said. I didn't watch it, so... Uh, We'll find out more by tomorrow, but I'd say they are still far away. Some would say they're near. Some would say that this is how they negotiate. They're coming together. Like an old married couple, you think they're fighting tooth and nail, and somebody who knows the married couple says, no, no, don't don't worry. They're actually talking this out. Really? Sounds like they hate each other's guts. Oh, oh, they do. They do, but they're actually coming to a compromise. You just just have to stand back and, and let it happen. Meanwhile, with the NBA... This bubbled up on Wednesday afternoon. Adrian Wojnarowski reports a faction of NBA players held conference calls to discuss uncertainty about restarting the season in the Orlando bubble. Oh, forgot. Really? I thought it was done. I thought everyone was on board. I thought we were enthusiastic about this. Is this because they were going to be put up in the Pop Century Hotel, which is rated as a mid-level Dump, according to those who know Disney? Maybe. This, this according to Woj's reporting, uh, they are not really wild about going into the bubble and the family issue and this and that and everything else. There are about 40 to 50 players on and off a conference call in the past 24 hours discussing a number of concerns, concerns, centered on the restart in Orlando. But there's no been no formal petitioning of the NBA Players Association among any group wanting out of the 22-team resumption. So maybe they're just griping. Maybe they're just rattling sabers to get a little bit more leeway and or freedom. As players have started to come to terms with the restrictive and isolated nature of the Orlando bubble, including no visitors until after the first round of the playoffs, nearly seven weeks after opening mid-July and their training camp, there's been increased dialogue about the prudence of restarting the season for a number of players, especially those on non-championship contenders. This is what has so driven me crazy and frankly disheartened me about this country. Soft. I bet you these NBA players, their first thought is, fuck it, I don't want to go and play. Just give me all all my money. And if they were told, "Eh, it's going to cost you a chunk, it's going to cost you 12 game checks worth, they don't get paid by game, but still, I think they got 12 games left in the regular season. Yeah, it's going to cost you some money, which for most of these NBA players would come out to probably close to a million dollars or more. Some of them would say, fine, keep it, because they're already so fucking rich. And... To the most of us out there, we're like, oh my God. Yeah, tough luck. Your job requires you. It's like a, you know, it's like a consulting job. Well, I'm gonna be in Orlando for three months working on a project on a new server farm for a computer company, and uh it's gonna suck, but gotta pay the bills. Gonna miss the wife, gonna miss the kids, might miss a birthday. It is what it is, gotta go. NBA players making millions and millions of millions to bounce, 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 bounce basketball. Uh, I, I don't know. If I want to go or not. Okay. NBA, word to the wise, don't fuck this up. Adam Silver, get your arms around this. Tell the players and their union, look, we are as permissive of an ownership and league office as any sport there is. 
You got it good. You got it the best of everybody. Don't fuck this up, people. Suck it up. Report. It's seven weeks of your life. You've been home anyway for three months. So what if you can't have visitors for seven weeks? Play Xbox. Hang out with your other NBA teammates. Read a book, for God's sakes. Enough of this already. Report. Play. Stand up and march. The guy who has the attitude that I like is Eric Compton. Eric Compton of the PGA Tour is a multiple-time heart transplant survivor. I believe, uh, yeah, two-time. He's a journeyman on tour. Little guy, Eric Compton. But, you know, a third heart that is way bigger than most people. He's a survivor. He's a fighter. And he said, of course, he finished second in the U.S. Open once. Um, he said he can't wait to get back out there. He's actually in the field at the Corn Ferry Challenge, which is the minor leagues, first event in the circuit in 15 weeks, down at TPC Sawgrass, uh, Ponte Vedra Beach. Actually, is it Sawgrass? It's down in, in Ponte Vedra. This story here filed uh, by Ryan Lavner, golfchannel.com. Rust on his game isn't Compton's only concern while restarting on tour, a two-time heart transplant recipient. He pops 20 to 25 pills a day just to give his immune system a fighting chance. His meds need to be adjusted constantly or his body will attack his transplanted organ. Even still, his body takes a constant beating. If a relatively healthy 40-year-old can shake a mild cold in two or three days, it might take Compton weeks. So, at some point in the conversation, writes Lavner, the topic always comes up. Why even bother playing, especially in this environment? Compton took a moment to consider. He's 40 years old. He's got a family. He loves to play golf. But in a regular money game at home, he said, I know I'm going to shoot in my sleep. There's nothing to it. There's nothing exciting. He said about playing on the PGA Tour, it's the competition. That's where I feel alive. Yes! It's not really a competition against the other guys. It's a competition against your life. And, you, and what you want. And I want to be on the PGA Tour. Two-time heart transplant survivor. 25 pills a day to help boost his immune system. He's out there playing. That's the attitude I want more of. And to have to now hear that a group of NBA babies are like, I don't know. Oh, no, that was bubble. Uh, Enough already. Before we get to Jay, we go to Seattle. What's going on there is bonkers beyond belief. They took over City Hall, and now they have taken a six-block chunk of an area called Capitol Hill, and they have declared it their own zone, like a free zone or something like that. Their demands include the total abolition of the city's police force, blanket exoneration of all felons, explicit segregation in hospitals and schools, and mandatory re-education of teachers and public servants. (laughs) And the city officials in Seattle are allowing them to do this for now. They have not rolled in and started shooting which a lot of us, that that's we'd prefer that over this. We don't want it to come to that, but we want law and order to the point where, no, you just can't take over City Hall and six blocks of downtown without genuinely taking your own life in your hands. Singapore, I'm telling you, is looking better and better all the time. But here they are, and I guess they're going to let them run with this for the time being. It may not last, though, and this is why they desperately have got to get MTV and their camera crews down there to film this, because this could well be like Lord of the Flies. Here's a tweet from someone in Antifa. Alerta number two. The homeless people we invited took away all the food at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. That's what they're calling it, the Autonomous Zone. Repeat. 
the homeless people we invited took away all the food <laughs> at the autonomous zone. We need more food to keep the area operational. Please, if possible, bring vegan meat substitutes, fruits, oats, soy products, etc. Anything to help us eat. You have got to be shitting me. It, this, If this is real, this is the most amazing thing ever. They're like, we're taking over, autonomous zone. We demand a complete abolition of the police, blanking exoneration of felons, explicit segregation in hospitals, mandatory re-education of teachers and public servants, and oh, by the way, we're starving. Because the homeless people we invited, they, they, they took all our food. Like, that was really rude. So we need food. But we're not picky, just vegan meat substitutes, fruits, oats, soy products, etc. <laughs> Bring some cameras and watch this thing fucking implode. They put out a map, an aerial map on Twitter, and they've got the autonomous zone circled. And they have a Safeway that's a couple blocks outside of the autonomous zone. And they put it in red, and it they, they labeled it <laughs> regime-controlled <laughs> Safeway. Meaning there's actual police there, meaning they won't let these nuts go in there and steal their soy products and vegan meat substitutes so they can survive and eat. Regime-controlled Safeway. Fucking Seattle, Washington. Lunatics. And you know what was the funniest thing about the entire pictures of all the people that invaded City Hall? I swear to God, I saw no black people. None. It's all white guys. All white guys and gals. The revolution is on in Seattle. What a shithole city. Who would ever live there after something like this? All right. Let's go to my man, the notorious J-A-Y. Come on, phone. Here we go. Good evening. You know what they say in showbiz, Jay? Lead with your best stuff. So I lead you with this one. The New York City Health Advisory has discouraged casual sex during the pandemic, but they say if you gotta have it, quote, be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that would allow for sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. Why, that sounds to me like they're advocating glory holes. Hey, if that's the safe way to go, let's do it. (laughs) Actual advisory, Jay. Physical barriers like walls in order to have sex. I, I mean, you can't read that as anything other than a glory hole. And my music cut out sharply. I guess I ran out of time. Well, well, well. May you live in interesting times is the old Chinese proverb. And here we are. New York City Health Advisory. Try glory holes. They're safe. We have not talked about the porn industry taking a big hit on this, too. No, we could talk about that. Uh, I could also also talk about your connection, which is not as good as it normally is. Okay, this is a brand new phone, which I picked up an hour ago. So New phone, who dis? And it's not on Bluetooth? This, this, not on Bluetooth? I'm, I have the uh, earphones in. As I oh, okay. Try it without the I earphones. Don't. I know you're going to hate that. Smash it. What kind of phone is it? Oh, by the way. An 11. Ooh, iPhone 11. Very nice. Did you take the uh, headphones out? Are you, you're on the wireless, I assume, right? I did, I did now. How's that? It's about the same. It's not great. Okay. We'll, we'll muddle through, though. We'll make it through. Put your earphones back in if that makes it better for you. So the yes, I- it does, because this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Holding this big, flat candy bar, this Hershey bar to my face, it's the worst. Yeah, that totally gets in the way. Yes. All right, so let's talk about the porn industry, shall we? Suffering. Yeah, they, I mean, they have to be taking it, <laughs> no pun intended, 
on the chin. On the chin, <laughs> up the ass. They're taking it yeah. each and every way. I don't know if they have stopped filming, though, entirely. And I don't know if they're doing some of it out of state. I would say this. It gives your mom and pop pornographer a leg up <laughs> during these I... times. The the little independent studios of horny grandma with the bowling pin. Really? You had to go there. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it gives the mom and pop shops a chance to catch up here. Luckily, Jay, I think, and I checked on this with the National Strategic Porn Reserve, we have enough pornography to tide us over for approximately (laughs) 365 years is the number I saw in the news the other day. I, I do know a porn actress. I should text her. Mia, say, Mia Khalifa? Getting along. No, not Mia Khalifa. Her name is Draven Star. D-R-A-V-E-N-S-T-A-R. I believe one R. She's from Baltimore. And I met her at 98 Rock. Uh, new, and, uh, hold on. A- new incognito window. <laughs> Draven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D-R-A-V-E-N-S-T-A-R. Oh, I think it's one R. Yeah. How about if I check? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stewie, a porn star with star is the last name. Oh, that's very creative right there. Yes. Uh, Hold on. Wait a minute. Uh, is she at the Doomed All on Instagram and that's videos? Her. Oh. That's her. That's her. Oh, she's a goth chick. Yeah, she's very goth, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to reveal my deviancies, but I'm okay with gals with some tattoos, as long as it's not a gazillion of them. She's got a gazillion. She's got like tattoos. No, are like stocking tattoos, like on the back of her legs. No, she does but not. She's... She does not have a zillion tattoos. She has a zillion of tattoos. Here's the. Here is my definition of a zillion tattoos. There's literally no room for any more. And, oh, okay. And all they're right, okay. and they're okay. and they're all up her neck, and they're all okay. over her front torso. She's got a healthy amount, to be sure. Okay. She's a wonderful, wonderful girl. I should text her and say, how are you getting along? Draven Star, if I were well-behaved, I'd die of boredom. Goth queen, death eater, award-winning slut, chihuahua lover, self-booking. I do a lot of things. All right. I, be- I believe she's also not at the Bunny Ranch, but at one of those ranches out in Vegas. Interesting. I'm just saying. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, so how do we, so, so yeah, so back to the porn industry. So, you know, I don't know what they're doing now to produce new stuff, but the joke, you know, the joke I made about, we've got enough to hold us over for 365 years. The bottom line is they, we have so much yet people still want more. They still want new stuff. It's one of the most confounding things. If you start thinking about it, we've seen Every type of woman sticking every type of thing, every type of place, and yet we're not like, okay, I've seen it all. Go home. Yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I'm all stocked up. We'll, ne- we'll never say that about porn. Never. No. No, we won't. So anyway, uh, what your th- thoughts on glory holes. Now, of course, you, <laughs> you, or I, <laughs> you or I would never be on the giving end of it. That's not how we swing. But, you know, no judgment on those who do. Would you be on the <laughs> receiving end of it? Yeah, not my not my thing. I'd, I'd like to have. Whoa. I like to do face to face like this. Yeah. Whoop! What if I guaranteed you it was indeed a woman on the other side of the wall? That's a guarantee. Still get, nothing's one hundred percent. Nothing's one hundred percent. So I'm going to say no. Um, what if I guaranteed you it was a woman? Even though you've already said no, just play with me on this. If okay. if if you were like, okay, if you guarantee it's a woman, then okay, fine. But then afterwards, you had to walk around the wall and say thank you and tip her. Would you do it? Uh, let's say, I, I, yes, of course I would. <laughs> See, that might be a deal breaker for me because that would be super awkward. Like, hey, yeah, that's great. You just, you know. And by the way, this is where I have to tell my mom who listens to this podcast. Mom! Not to listen. Mom! Get off the podcast! 
<laughs> By the way, it's always just me that she has to stop listening. No, what that says, no, no. But... Uh, Mom, Jay did not bring this up. I did. I did okay. because it's a real story, and I'm a real grown adult man, and this uh, podcast is a private gathering of people who are adults and can't handle this material and know that it's rated explicit, and we're going to deal with the material. So anyway, it'd be awkward to be like, Hey, yeah, thanks for sucking my dick through a hole in a wall. <laughs> Here's twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't yeah, what is the what is the good tip rate for a glory hole? That's another question. That's a great question. Crackerjack question, Jay. To which I don't know the answer. So anyway. I, 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 there we are. All right. Sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to cut. I'm sure you off someone there. though will will answer the question. Yeah, I mean, someone out there might have had such a thing. You never know. Okay. I bet. Please email. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever see the movie? I think it starred Vince Vaughn, where they went to Germany, and they had uh, they had to go into a gay bar where there was glory holes to like close a deal, <laughs> a business deal. <laughs> Didn't see that one. Uh, let's see if Google knows what I'm talking about. Vince Vaughn business movie Glory Hole. Boom. Un- Internship. Nope. Unfinished business. 2015. Okay. Who was in that? Uh, that would be Vince Vaughn, Dave Franco, Tom Wilkinson. Oh, Dave Franco, not James Franco, but Dave Franco. It's There's like a- it's like Joe Necro, not Phil Necro. Joe There's literally nothing else, uh, no one else you know in there. A hardworking small business owner and two associates travel to Europe to close the most important deal of their lives, but what began as a routine business trip goes off the rails in every imaginable and unimaginable way. So there you go. Ooh, Sienna Miller's in it, though. I'm, I'm in for that. Is she really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Let's get cracking here, Jay. Defund the Poe Poe. Where do you I, stand? I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play ignorance. I don't understand what that means. It can't be just not giving. You got I, I gotta read up on what that totally means because it sounds pretty stupid. Uh yeah, in, sounds in kind theory. of ins- sounds kind of insane, you know. But yeah, here's yeah. here's the thing. You say I gotta find out what that means, and that's currently going on between some people that are on the hard left, some groups. And the Democrats who are like, yeah, yeah, we're sympathetic, you know, to reforming police, but defund, we're not really into that. And nobody can really answer for solid, like, well, what do you actually mean? Some are like literal, they don't want police. Can I ask this question? Why why not pay them better so you get the cream of the crop? Am I crazy in thinking that? And make the hiring standard tougher. Jay, you are a thousand percent correct, and yet that opinion would get you booed or it would get you walk of shamed like poor Jacob Fry, mayor of Minneapolis. They would not want to hear that if you said, we want to pay more money to get better people. I actually read yesterday on the podcast, I don't know if you listened to it, the backstory of three of the other four officers in the George Floyd death. Do you know? Oh, wonder. No. One guy was on his third day as a full-time officer. The, the, the black dude. Okay, yes, I did Thomas that. Lane. Yeah. And then He's, the other guy was on, the other guy was on his third official shift. Oh, shit. And and guess who was their training officer? The, the Derek Chauvin or that whatever. fucking asshole Chauvin who should fry like a goddamn French fry. That's a tough deal right there. Now, I've had people say, it doesn't matter. You should still know to do the right thing. Blah, blah, blah. I'm more sympathetic to the other three guys, and here's what I worry about. Let's say, let's say Thomas Lane gets acquitted, and the two others, along with Chauvin, get convicted. I, I, I can't. Even though I'm going to get you know yelled at for this one, the guy on his third day, he's following the lead of his training officer. He, I mean, that's what I would say. From, he doesn't know shit from Shinola yet. That's what I would say. So, to a thong. Uh, the Hamong officer wasn't on Floyd. He was holding people at bay, and the other but two were in his pocket. 
and and the other two were literally on their third day and their third shift. It's a it's a tough deal, man. It's a tough deal. Like I said, I don't know enough about policing, but I do know that when you read their backgrounds, they had bounced around a community college and worked some odd jobs, and they were stocking shelves at Target. It didn't read like, uh, wow, these are the creme de la creme of our most highly trained police force because the pay is shitty, and like your buddy once said, I'm sick of getting shot at by criminals who have better firepower than I do. Yeah, so call me crazy. I pay better. Yeah, just like the teachers. If we paid more money to teachers, we get the best of the best, and not the morons we have in now. In theory, yes. In theory, now you have to be careful because even if you pay them more, as long as the teachers' union is strong, they'll then still circle the wagons to defend their own. And apparently, police reunions are very tough because they circle their own uh, to defend bad cops. But the line between bad cop and, hey, it's a rough business, he's doing what he needs to do, is getting thinner and thinner all the time. Where cops today are like, I'm not going to touch anybody because, you know, I could I could be the one on trial. That's, that's very true, too. It's okay. a tough deal. That, no, that's 100% true. Tough deal. Do you, uh, where do you stand on toppling statues? Because uh, poor Christopher Columbus got beheaded in Boston and he got lit on fire and thrown into a river in Virginia. Uh, yeah, some got uh, taken down here in in uh, in 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 Baltimore. How about um, how about the Jerry Richardson statue in Carolina was removed because they feared they were going to come after him, even though he was more of an old coot sexist, and there was like one or two pinching, racial allegations. Pinching butt, yeah, pinching butt. Yeah, yeah. But they were just uh, like, well, here's a statue of an old white man who looks like a plantation owner. Could be in trouble. Let's preemptively take it down. Yeah, because I'm, if I remember correctly, wasn't one of the stipulations when was it in the Tepper? Is that Te- guy's name David Tepper. Team? Yeah, the stipulation he, was the the statue stayed. Right, and he he kind of reneged yeah. on that. Well, they'll go deliver that huge statue to the front door of wherever Jerry lives. So here, this is, here, this is yours now. Right. I just leaned it up against the shed over there. It's fine. I'll figure out what to do with it later. I'm not I'm not that big of a statue guy. I think they're kind of cool and all, but I don't know. I mean, do we need statues? Do we need statues of uh of, you know, Civil War Southern generals? I don't know. Here's my thing on anything to do with the Civil War and the flag, the Confederate flag. If I, if I remember correctly, uh, the South was fighting against the United States of America. So anything they were doing was, it should be, no, it should be considered treasonous. So why do we have statues to people who were uh, doing acts of treason against the United States of America? Explain that to me, Mr. Fung. <laughs> How about that, Mr. Fung? That's an interesting take. Yeah. I, uh, I was absent the day they went over the Civil War in high school, so I'm going to plead <laughs> ignorance of this. I, I know that in the end, the good guys won because slavery was abominable, and I'm glad that we got rid of it when we when we did and not a second later. But that said, I also think there were some economic issues wrapped up into it, some self-determination issues wrapped up into it. But obviously, slavery was a huge dividing point, no question. Well, the South was like, we don't want to give up this free labor. So well, yeah. that's you, Abraham yeah, that, Lincoln. Well, yeah, that was that was definitely part of it. And um, the uh, Confederate flag has become uh, too divisive, too charged. And NASCAR saying we're not going to allow it anymore is long that overdue. Is huge, but they that had, is huge. But they had already they had already, I think, done something to that effect. I don't think so. I mean, today's act was. I mean, that is their fan base's thing. And I'm seeing it up close. That is the stars and bars. They have it on jackets. They have it on their jeans. That, that's the thing. And the NASCAR, to, I think they're going to take a hit on this. I don't, I don't know really? what kind of uptick. Oh, yeah. A, a lot hit. of people go, I ain't going to the races. Huh. Somebody told me that they had banned it in official conjunction with NASCAR logos, but that if you were an individual – you know, just break like when you would go camp in the infield and watch a race. You could fly it all you wanted to. Exactly. Now you can't. I that that is the biggest story of the week to me. That that NASCAR took this. That's like that's like hockey banning banning fighting. Really? 
Yes. You think that it was that hand big? Hand with me. I thought. Yes, I thought. That hand hand. I thought it had dwindled quite a bit. That it was still there, but not like it once was. Was fighting or Confederate flag? Confederate flag. No. Okay. Oh God, no. Go to, right. go to Eddie Infield. They're they're flying all around. Okay. Well, NASCAR's got a bunch of other challenges as well. I think this is going to bring on a glory era of African-American drivers in NASCAR. I think now that this final hurdle has been cleared, here it comes, Jay. Willie C. Ribs should, <laughs> should uh, get back in the game. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Yeah, Bubba Wallace. Who I, who I, I, I like Bubba Wallace. I like yeah. him a lot. I, uh, I just, you know, there's going to be another sport that your people dominate. So, you know, here they come. <laughs> Oh God! You know what? NASCAR NASCAR should be open to everybody, and 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 if you like cars and shit, black people like cars just like white people like cars. Uh, you know, you should be into it just as much. But they've got to do better in terms of making it feel like a welcome place. I know I wouldn't feel Fred, welcome if I was a black guy. Fred in a, NASCAR Hardy, race. a big a big black redneck. Love is NASCAR. Yeah, shit. Dion's a redneck. Jordan is a redneck of sorts. Calm alone. Right, right, exactly. Rednecks come in all colors. That's true. Okay, Uh, moving right along. You saw where the TV show Cops has been canceled. I haven't watched Cops since 1994. So I can't speak on it. I haven't. Aren't you shocked that it's still around? It's 30 years running. It's like The Simpsons. Yeah. So I asked the question, hypothetically speaking, is somebody out there who has seen every episode of Cops over 30 years, and more importantly, Jay, could he sit down, watch a rerun, and go, oh, yeah, man, that's where that meth head, he crawls under his shed, and then the dogs are all around him. Yeah, watch this. This is a, They're going to shoot a firework under there. Watch. Do you think there is that person that could sight-identify Every cop's episode, just like that. There is some guy in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is it North Dakota? I get that mixed <laughs> up. Who has who has uh, ten years of cop DVR? <laughs> he probably no, it's on VHS because he's not fancy enough yeah, to have okay. a DVR. But yeah, okay. yeah, there's some guy out there knows it. Whereas me, like as soon as I realized they all kind of ran together. And I think a lot of the cops episodes I saw, they were cuffing and stuffing white dudes and wife beater t shirts. They all were sort of the same, you know, just poor, ignorant drug addicts doing some dumb shit for the most part. I can't I can't say racism because I've seen both. I mean, mean, from what I remember from 1994, they were a a lot of white guys getting locked up. A lot of black guys getting locked up. Yeah, that is true. By the way, they're now going out. A lot of of Hispanics getting locked up. That's true. Uh, They're also apparently there's some people going after Paw Patrol. The Kitty Show about dogs who are cops. Oh God! <laughs> okay, now we're now we're going too far now. Now, now, we're now far. we've lost the plot. Okay, yeah. here we go. Uh, I I mentioned before you came on. Apparently tonight, NBA players are starting to balk some of them at going to Orlando for this bubble restart. Yeah, that- you know why? Because they won't be allowed to get it in with a with a woman for uh, like uh, three Se- months, seven weeks. Yeah, seven. There's no way they're going to do that. What they can't smoke pot, <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. Gonna, they're that, not going to test for that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a nice concession right there. I get yeah. it that it's not going to be all uh, you know fun and roses, but shit, you've been home anyway for the last three months, like the rest of us. This is your job. It's yeah. a high profile job. Fucking report. You know, not everyone's going to be there for seven weeks. You know, some of them are going to bounce out early. You know, do it because you're a pro, and this is what pros do. That's my tip. Don't you like baseball and fuck your sport up? Oh, well, that's the thing. Baseball is on their way to fucking themselves up. And what if the NBA thing unravels? Because now at the last minute, a group of players are like, yeah, I don't know, man. Sort of not into it. I mean, the only the only sport that, you know, they're definitely good. Hockey. That's it. Hockey is saying, we're coming back. I, yeah, I think they're solid. MLS said they're going to start on July 8th, and it's baseball that's still being hung up. Did you see the owner of the Cardinals say, to be honest with you, baseball doesn't make that much money? I did see that. And I'm, uh, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Stop it. Exactly. Nobody would be in the business if they weren't making money. That's just stupidity. He lost me at the phrase, 
to be honest with you. Lie. <laughs> Instant <laughs> fucking lie as soon as you say that. Besides, it's a long-term gain. Franchise values appreciate. I, I want to call up the franchise values. Do, how many NM, How many baseball owners can you name? Because I bragged to Drew Olson on 97.3 The Game. I said, I could name every NFL owner without looking. And he's like, no way. And I go, watch. And I start going through division by division without missing a beat. And then he's like, okay, okay, I got it. And then I said, all right, um, baseball owners, I'm not so sure. Three. John Henry. Of, oh, of? oh, no, 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 no. Uh, John Henry, the Wilpons with the Mets. Um, uh, what's the oh, what's the family in the, with the Cubs? See, can't name them. Of course, Angela. What's the family with the Cubs? Thomas, the Ricketts family. The Ricketts, yes, the Ricketts. There's like 19 of them. All right, Angelos, um, John Henry with the Red Sox, the Ricketts with the Cubs. Of course, he's Steinbrenner. Right. The, um, oh, Derek Cheater. All right. How about the Angels? You know him. Oh, oh, uh, um, Artie Moreno. Sorry, That's right. Artie Moreno. Bing, got oh, that. Um, Mets, oh, my God. You got the, the Mets. With, the guy with the A's. The guy with the A's because he no. was in Moneyball. Oh, shit. No, you don't know the A's. I guarantee it. I, I did. No, I've seen Moneyball like 19 times, and they always bring his name up. I can't, I can't remember him. Okay. Uh Who's Texas? It's not George Bush anymore. Well, hold on. Don't go off the A's. The Oakland A's are John J. Fisher. No, nope, huh? not, not, not who I was thinking about. That exactly. Who owns the Phillies? Right. John Middleton. Who owns, you know who works for the Phillies? Yeah, Al Galdi's brother. Who owns, Al, the, yes. who owns the Pirates? Right. I've heard of him. Yeah, Robert, Robert, no Robert Nutting. Who owns the Giants? Right. Wait a minute. You don't know. Charlie Johnson. Never heard of him. Charlie Johnson. Never heard of him. Sorry. Exactly. Right. So and then and then you got the Learners in Washington, and you know Jim Crane. You know Jim Crane of the Astros because they're fucking cheaters. And maybe the Tigers. You know the Tigers. Pizza, pizza. Oh, um, he just died. He did, but his son owns it now. The family name is Pizza, Pizza. Oh, oh! He also. Um, oh, wait a minute. He also. Illich. Ding! Christopher Illich is now the owner of the Tigers. Okay. So here's the thing. All right, I'm looking at the purchase price for various teams. Do you know what? You know what? Jerry Reinsdorf bought the White Sox for in 1981. Twenty million dollars. Sorry, I didn't give you a chance to answer. Twenty million dollars. That's a lot of money. In 1981, right? Yeah. Do you know what? The Miami Marlins just sold for a shit rump team with a new stadium. One billion. One point three billion dollars. And now you said that. Wait a minute. That's the I'm ball. Looking. That's the ball game. That's the ball game that is Major League Baseball. This whole thing about you know we don't make much money. Fuck off. The Polad family bought the Twins for eight for forty four million dollars in nineteen eighty four. They've got a beautiful new ballpark. If the Marlins are worth one point three, the Twins are worth one point five. So that's one thousand five hundred million from an investment of forty four million dollars in nineteen eighty four. Fuck off Edwin to the moon. Edwin Williams bought the Orioles in nineteen seventy nine. By the way, nineteen seventy nine, the Orioles were on their way to winning a world, not winning, excuse me, being in the World Series, and the year before being in the playoff hunt. How much do you think they sold? Gary Hoffberger sold Edward, sold Edward Ben Williams. How much do you think the Orioles were sold for? Don't know. 19, 12 million. <laughs> should have held on to it, man. He should have million. He should have weathered the storm of all these horrible baseball losses year to year, like this dickhead owner of the... Uh, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, William DeWitt Jr., William Dumwitt Jr., who actually went on radio saying, you know, to be honest with you, baseball doesn't make a lot of money. Yeah. No, who would be in a business that didn't make money? That's idiotic. Well, that's the thing. It's They're, they're fucking liars. So the owners suck. Uh, the owners, I think most of the owners, except for the handful of guys we could name, they don't care about baseball. They really don't. They're like, yay, baseball. They're not into it, you know? So they don't care if they 
force the players to play this 50-game season. They'll do it, you know? They're just absolute mercenaries as owners. I think the football owners, they like football a lot, like we all do. Oh, I think they love football. Yes. Yeah. And they don't want to and they like, don't want to be the they much. don't they don't want to be the ones Daniel Snyder. Right. They don't want to be the ones that uh say there's no football this year because then they'd feel the wrath. So they're a little bit more careful when it comes to that. All right, before we get to fuck that guy, you know that 13 years ago on Wednesday, June 10th, The Sopranos came to a screeching halt. Final episode, screen goes black. Question, did you like the ending? Do you have a theory about the ending? And what other epic TV shows had good or great endings? Which ones had bad endings? I know that's a big meatball of topics, but go. Uh, the ending on, on, I remember grabbing my remote going, did I miss something? <laughs> and, and I did. Um, best ending for me. Did you ever watch the show Newhart? Bob, the, the, I the did. Bob Newhart show in the 80s. I, that had a great ending. How did it uh, end? It ended like him and his wife in bed talking. It was great. It was just you. one of the things you had to see. You had to understand the show and got and get it. Right. Uh, friends, the ending with that one. Ross marries Rachel. Okay. Had to marry that one. I know Chuck is pissed about that. The Wire. I like The Wire one. Jimmy McNulty. Wait, but, but, um, that, don't tell me how it ends. I'm only on, on episode two, season one. You're being funny, right? <laughs> no, I'm not, but I've started. Give me credit. I've oh, started. We- Oh my god! Okay, can can I say this? Yeah. When you finish season one, you bring the van, and I will take you on a reality tour of the wire places. No, I know most of them. No, I'm no Jay. In a million years, especially now, I am not driving a brand new Ram twenty five hundred window van that I have barely made any payments on through the tour of the wire spots in your hometown of Baltimore. I'm sorry, no. What a pussy move! <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's called playing the odds, brother. Even if you some were, them, ju- even right. if even some if you were, even if you were driving it with your big proud black head sticking out the window, no. Okay, no, no. I can say because most of them are gone, but I know here was okay, like like uh, the low rise towers. They are no longer there, but I know where they are. They're. Uh, they're um, restaurants now and new houses. I can okay. point to in that stuff. Okay. Still no. Did uh, did Seinfeld end in a good way for you? No, I hated that one. They went okay. to jail. I hated that one. Did no. uh, did Mash end in a way that you liked? It was probably the high. I think it is still to this day the highest rated television show of all time episode. You know what was not in Mash Watcher. Okay. Uh, St. Elsewhere ended with a snow globe. It was like a dream, sort of like Newhart. Newhart I, was a dream where he rolled dream, over yeah. and said to Suzanne Plachette, man, I just had the weirdest dream, meaning that was the whole show. Um, I did like St. Elsewhere. I love St. Elsewhere. I can take that back. I love that show. I do remember that ending, yeah. Okay. The Cosby Show, now, with Claire and Cliff, uh, with, like, the whole joke of the last season was that he, he never fixed the doorbell. And uh, he goes, Claire, hit the doorbell. And she's like, no way. And she does. And they play music and they go dancing off to the, uh, I can't remember what song it was, but that was pretty, you know, Theo leaves and uh, yeah, it was right. what that great now to think about it. All right. You ready for fight that guy? I certainly am. Here we go. Stand by. These people are going to get what they deserve. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, here we go, Jay. Who is your FTG of the week? NASCAR driver Ray Cicerelli. I'm not sure if he's related to Dino Cicerelli. Okay. But he announced today, after NASCAR said they were getting rid of the flag, or the Confederate flag, and they would allow protests, silent protest on the anthem he was like i'm out i'm out i'm done i'm not going to leave the sport because i can't stand people disrespecting the flag and the military which by the way i'm still not here he's he looks like a dope by the way look at the picture yeah so he's pissed because the confederate flag is leaving and he's people kneeling 
for the uh, for the anthem. That's too much. I've got to get out of here. I can't be in this sport anymore. By the way, it sucks anyway. Nobody's going to believe this racist rally. <laughs> so to racist rally, you say, fuck that guy and your stance. All right, I have a runner-up for Fuck That Guy. It's George R.R. Martin, creator of Game of Thrones. He said a year ago to fans, look, if I'm not done writing this next book called Winds of Winter, by July 29th of 2020, you can lock me up. You can arrest me. Well, knock, knock, you got 50 days to finish. I don't think he's anywhere close. So fuck George R.R. Martin. Get to writing, you fat fuck. We like your books, but you got to go faster. The real Fuck That Guy goes to Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania, who still won't lift Pennsylvania's restrictions. Even Governor Murphy across the river in New Jersey finally said, you know what, that's it, restrictions are off, be safe, wear a mask if you can, and uh, let's let's be cool out there. And yet Tom Wolf will not give it up. The state legislature, including a number of Democrats, have crossed the aisle to say, bro, you got to give it up. To Tom Wolf and every other ironclad governor who just doesn't want this to end, fuck you! Oh, God. All right, Jay, enjoy the new iPhone 11. Film some cool <laughs> slofies with it, you know, where your hair is blowing in super slow motion, and post those to social media. That's what those phones are all about. I, I do love the, the face recognition. You don't have to put your, you don't have to put your uh, password in any, anymore. Yeah. That's a cool thing. But will the face be recognized with a mask on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good question. Really good question. <laughs> All right, Jay. Good to talk to you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Now, Bye-bye man. now. I will end on this today. Email from, damn it, somebody who didn't put their name at the bottom. Therefore, I can't give them credit. I'm very sorry. You know who you are, and thank you for that. I'd give you the credit. Uh, not going to let it bother me tonight. See, what I'll do is I'll take emails, I'll cut and paste, I'll put them into my Evernote files, and then I'll read them, and sometimes I forget to put the name. If you just put your name in city at the bottom of your email, and if you want it redacted, make sure to say redacted and put X's there, then I'll cut and paste and I'll have it. Okay, that said, this one via email about how do you cope? How do you cope amongst all the madness? Dear Steez, heard you and Ron Thomas on the Zabecast today. Great stuff. And I love the truth about your having to walk a tightrope on all this Corey COVID stuff and the idiotic virus panic on the other platforms. Also heard the reference to Billy Currington's People Are Crazy. Yes, Billy Currington, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. In our house right now, Our song, To Get Past It All, is a little bit older. It's a southern rocker by the Atlanta Rhythm Section. It's called, I'm Not Gonna Let It Bother Me Tonight. I picked up the paper this morning, and I read all the daily blues. The world is one big tragedy. I wonder what I can do about all the pain and injustice, about all of the sorrow. We're living in a danger zone. The world could end tomorrow. But I'm not gonna let it bother me tonight. And with that, let's play you out. And you can turn up the radio to the Atlanta Rhythm Section. If you like Casey Kasem, I'm not going to let it bother me tonight. Thank you for subscribing, downloading, switch to Red Circle as always. And uh, we'll be off of the old platform by the end of the month and we'll be on our way to a new good destination. Cancel and jump over and I appreciate your support. Take you out to this southern rocker called I'm Not Gonna Let It Bother Me Tonight.